Is it jealousy? Is it spite? Or is it just that they just don't like what you're selling? Well, let's find out on this episode. Welcome to Lolly Secrets, a place where we work towards becoming a better version of ourselves by aligning expectations with reality, with a key focus on our self-development journey. If you haven't already, go on and subscribe to our podcast for more of our content. So today's topic is all about why our friends and family don't support our business. And it's quite a tricky topic because I know that some of us who have started some new journey, some new product or service that we've decided to tackle. We've decided that something new and exciting that we want to explore, be it for, you know, it's a hobby that we've converted into a business or it's something that we're trying to see if it's a good fit for us or it's something that we've had our hearts set on um, as a new career that we are trying to take on, um, whichever way you want to look at it, sometimes people feel that our friends, our family are just not as supportive as we would like. The first thing that I would like to say is this. It is important to know, and this is something that one of my cousins has told me before, first and foremost, feelings are not facts. Now, I know it's difficult to take to take on board, but it's the truth. Feelings are not facts. It doesn't mean that you cannot feel upset and it doesn't mean that these things might not be the case that you're not actually being supported. But let's let's dive in. Let's look at some of the situations where you may or may not be supported, whether it's a myth or it's not a myth in the, in the situation that you're in. Some things to take into consideration when you have a business or a hobby or something that you're really excited about, but you just don't feel the support that you think you should have in this stage of the business or the endeavor that you're in. The first thing that I would like to look at is that Sometimes I feel that when we have a new venture that we're in, we open it up to our family and friends and we say, this is what we're doing. And you find that it's anticlimactic and you're wondering why, you know, oh, yay, this happened. And then everyone's like, okay. And you're like, why are they not as excited for me as I am? Well, many reasons, right? First of all, it's happening to you, not them. So (laughs) they're not going to be as excited as you are about it. That's the first thing. And sometimes we believe that they they should be as excited as we are. But the thing is, it's not happening to them. It's happening to us. We sometimes need to step outside our body and understand that because it's not happening to them, the thing, like they haven't gone through the same process as us when we were about the thing. Let's say it's a, I don't know, a a pen business. You know, the concept of buying the pen or developing the design and all that. You're the only one who knows what you went through to, to go through the process and the designing, the everything that you went through to get the final product. You're the only one who fully understands all the hard work that went into it, all the 
processes the development, all the sleepless nights, you're the only one who fully gets it. And even if they've also gone through the processes of their own development of their businesses, it's not the same because their business is their business and your business is your business. So you're the only one who could fully appreciate how your business, the excitement of your business. So you, you really cannot punish them for not being as excited as you, to be honest. Um, so that's the first thing, like your excitement cannot be their excitement and we cannot punish people for not being as excited as we are about, about that. And that's one thing I've come to realize. Then second thing is this, sometimes when you wonder why, well, why, okay, even if they're not excited for me, why are they not patronizing me, right? Sometimes you wonder like, okay, well, you might not be as excited about, let's say, by me opening a cake business, but at least buy a cake. Like I know, you know, you're not excited about making cakes, but your daughter's turning one or, you know, your sister's birthday's coming up, at least buy a cake from me. Well, think about it this way. Maybe they're not your target market. Yeah, sure, everybody might like cake, but you have to understand something. Sometimes they're not your target market. It stems from different things. From the fact that, let's say, they go for high-end products and you're, what you're selling is not necessarily high-end. So it's it's just, it, it falls flat for them, for example. And sometimes it could be that maybe what you're offering, for example, is too high-end for the people you want to support you. So they can't, they won't necessarily spend money just to spend money just to support you. You know, everyone has their budget. Everybody has what they're trying to do with their money. You cannot dictate how somebody spends their money. If I tomorrow told you, you have to buy this thing because I said so, you're not going to like that. And all because of some idea or concept of social, what have you. Um, it doesn't work like that. Yes, you might want them to support you, but everyone supports in different ways, right? Another way that you can get support instead of you trying to target them as a client could be asking them instead to follow you on social media. So there are other ways of getting support from family and friends. And if you get your support, then I believe that that will work better in your favor. So there's that. So the next point I wanted to speak on will have quite a few people in their feelings. And to be honest, it's sometimes had me in my feelings a few times here and there. In Nigeria, they call it sea finish, um, but you'll probably know it also as when somebody has seen it all when it comes to your business or to your venture or whatever it is you're doing. So you can imagine if you started, let's say, I don't know, let's say you started a cake business and whatever, let's say you have a friend and that friend, you've been talking to them about the whole business. You, t They know everything that you're doing about it. They've seen you, how you get your, your product. They know where you get your, your butter from, your, your eggs from, your sugar from. They know where you get every single thing from. They've seen you build yourself off from when you, when you used to crack eggs and crack the shell in with the eggs to you know, basically they've seen you from, so now that you're a professional and, you know, you're at the point in your career where you're now selling, you want to now sell cakes at, let's say a thousand euro or a thousand dollars a pop now, that friend's looking at you like, hang on a second, you're not selling me a cake at a thousand dollars a pop or a thousand euro a pop. Like you're, you must be joking. Like that's not happening. 
So we call that sea finish or you've seen it all. You know, that person, they see it almost like there's no way. They've seen you grow this thing from either a hobby or whatever it is, this idea from your head all the way to, you know, to conception and even now to this big thing, but they cannot see past the you that was this itty bitty thing. Um, You've been put in a box in their mind and it's only an outsider that can pay you what you're truly worth now, you know. And that's that's really the problem sometimes. So it's not that your friends and family don't really want to support you per se in that situation. It's just they're limited by their beliefs about you or their perception of you in that situation. And to be honest, in that situation, they're very happy to tell anyone and everyone that they know that, oh, I know Lolly. I've known Lolly forever. I remember when we were in diapers. I know her from here, here, and here. We we go way back. I can introduce you. They're they they'll tell the world about you, but they will never pay the price that you're offering right now. No, you you know. So you have to know the kind of support you're gonna get from certain types of people, and I think there's that awareness in that level, depending on the kind of support that you're looking for. It all depends on the circles that you're looking for the support from. You know, certain kinds of friends, certain kinds of family will support you in different kinds of ways. So you've got to look at it like that. When you grow in different circles, you know, I'll be very honest with you. If you've grown up, you know, rough, if you've grown up and you've really hustled your way up, Those friends that you hustled really rough with, they're not going to pay, not necessarily anyway, they might not necessarily pay a grand for a cake unless they're at that level. And even then, sometimes they, they might still have that mindset that, listen, you and I go way back. I'm happy to have the cake and tell the world I got it from you and then have my friends pay that amount. I'll let the world know I got it from you, but I'm not going to pay it. There's no way, right? So you have to understand who you're, you're sharing this information with and how they can support you. So in that situation, it'll be word of mouth. So what you will be doing is almost kind of giving it to them as a free gift and then they'll support you that way and that they'll blast and tell the world that listen I got this cake from so-and-so or I got this whatever from so-and-so but they'll never pay you what you're worth not in a million years that's my experience in those kind of situations because they know your process so they'll never buy your full price never and to a certain degree depending on whether you're really friends they might even try and copy you they might even try and duplicate your situation and you know do their own with a slight twist So have that in mind. So the next one I want us to explore is when your friends or family members already have a strong relationship with someone offering the same exact product or service that you are offering. Sometimes they might not support you because of that. You might also be selling really cute different face masks and those might be really fun and different but guess what they already get theirs from a reliable source someone that they've been working with for a while someone that they they trust someone that they already have a connection with um and that person has never let them down 
a lot of people you'll find that they don't want to change what's working for them. And you'll find that with yourself as well. Nobody likes to change processes. If you have a system that works for you, why would you try and rock the boat just because you're trying to help a friend? Nobody wants to rock their boat. So if you're looking, if you really want your friend and family to or family to support you in this situation, you really have to give them an incentive to. So it's not an automatic thing. And I would advise you not to expect it in this situation you see the moment you start expecting it (laughs) I can assure you that you will definitely disappoint yourself because they're not the ones who will disappoint you you're the one who's raising your expectations to a place where it's not going to be fulfilled so in this kind of situation the best thing you can do to set yourself up for success in my experience is to basically start using your product and let them see and you know, let them see that it's working for you. And, you know, if it means that one of the things that is a, a key element in the product is that the makeup doesn't transfer onto the face mask, brilliant. You need to show them that, that you can sweat all day on it and basically it won't get gross. You know, it's breathable. It doesn't mist up your glasses, whatever the thing is, they need to see that. They need to see you with it on, using it, And they need to know that it actually works. And, you know, there'll be one day when they need one or they forgot one in the car or whatever the case may be. Oh, just have this one. You know, give them one in the car, toss one somewhere in the house. Let them use it once or twice or three times. Sometimes I find that people get upset because they don't, they feel like they shouldn't have to give a sample of things or free gifts of things because people should buy their product. And that's true. People should buy your product. But if you're trying to get somebody, sometimes it's also convincing people to buy your product, right? Because they already have a strong relationship with someone or a place or whatever that they buy from. Imagine now you already, like I already know that I buy, I shop at Tesco all the time. It's be really hard for little to get me to shop from them every single week. I might buy one or two things from Little, but I'm not swapping from Tesco to Little anytime soon for my full like weekly shop. To get for them to get me to sh- to swap over fully, it's gonna take some convincing, and that's pretty much the kind of thing you're trying to get them to do. It's you're, they're gonna have to convince me that they have everything I need. I know every single item I get for my weekly food shop. If you're trying to change from one vendor to another, you really have to convince them that everything they need is there. All the things they find important from one place, they're gonna get it in the next place. And if you can convince them of that, you're sold. So sometimes if you really want to do that with friends and family, you really kind of have to sell to them as well if they're in within your target market. Now, this is one that's quite tricky and it doesn't happen as often, but I've seen it happen once or twice. And it's really, I find it a little bit cringe The one time that I saw it, I was really embarrassed for the person. When the person later on asked me what happened, I I genuinely even didn't know what to say because even the person that it happened with didn't tell them the real reason why they were not going to like support them or basically just, they just didn't really want to be, why they didn't even really want to be around them. And I was really embarrassed, but I knew why it happened. You'll find that when... Sometimes when people start a new venture, so 
you know, if you have a new product specifically, not usually services, now these are products. So let's say you say, okay, I want to start, I don't know, I have a new backpack I'm designing. It means that I need to speak to people from China. It means I need to get samples. And, you know, sometimes when you need to design samples, you need to spend money to create do the samples. And then after that, you do a, a load that'll come in the shipment. And it's, it can be a bit of money sometimes. Now, when that happens, usually there's capital that needs to be dropped if you're doing that, it, you know. And if you have a friend or family or what have you, and you need to ask them for money, sometimes it can be a little bit embarrassing when you go around asking family or friends for money and you're not strategic about it. In my experience, you really have to be careful who and where you go asking for money. I personally before have been, have asked somebody for a short-term loan before and been declined. And it literally was a loan where I said, you know, listen, I need this amount. I needed it for like two days. I just didn't have cash and the person declined. I was a bit put out, but I understood. And I never asked the person for money again. It made me understand that that person did not want to break that boundary in our relationship. And that's fair enough. Now, it wasn't actually for a business. It was literally a short-term loan for something else. But I can assure you that I've asked somebody else for money before since then, and they've given it to me. Why? Because they knew that you know, I had set myself up for integrity and well, the person also genuinely loved me and, but you also have to have integrity. I believe that some people, they will definitely look at your character when they decide if they want to give you money. Not everyone's just going to be like, okay, here you go, sign a check and just tear it out and give it to you. If they think that it's going to one, jeopardize the friendship or the relationship, um, two, if they feel like it's going to jeopardize the relationship in the sense that they're going to have to chase you for the money, you know, you don't seem to be the kind of person that would want to return the money, would make it difficult for them, would make the relationship strange or as strange. Basically, if you're going to make life difficult for them because of the money, if they foresee any difficulties, right, they're not going to want to entertain that conversation or want to support you in any way, shape or form in and around anything like that. And that's why you find that when people start new ventures, if they say, oh, I've started a business while well, it's in the early stages, I'm going to probably need investments and all that. But for the meantime, this is where I'm at you'll start seeing certain people dodging you because they've already seen that, oh, I don't want this person asking me for money or I don't want this person this or I don't want this person that. And sometimes they do that not necessarily because they know you're going to ask for money because sometimes you might not want to or you might not even end up doing that. But just from their personal experience of others coming to them, they just are trying to protect themselves. They don't want even anyone coming near them with anything like that so they wait until it gets to a point where they feel like that hurdle has been crossed and you seem secure and then they come back into the space again and they're like oh everything's all sorted you seem all set up because they don't want the drama and everyone's just trying to protect themselves at this point so sometimes you have to understand that there's two sides to the story as adults, some people just don't necessarily want to have these frank conversations because a lot of feelings will start getting hurt. It just is what it is. And there's always subtext, right? A lot of time you start asking yourself, why did this person act this way? Why did that person act that way? 
there's just always subtext. This one for me is quite critical. I find that it's happened over and over and over again. Maybe it's because I've worked in a few five-star hotels and my standards have been pretty high and what have you. Maybe that's what it is. But what I find is that sometimes or oftentimes I like somebody, their acquaintances or friends or what have you. And I can be quite blunt in the way I speak. And sometimes it can be blunt to a fault, you see. So sometimes I'd rather keep quiet than speak my bluntness because it can be taken out of turn. Because of this, you'll find that constructive criticism can be tricky (laughs) when it comes to me giving constructive criticism. And so... If somebody says, oh, would you, you know, if I say, for example, my husband's birthday is coming up, I know that somebody, let me, let's say somebody has a clothing line and sells men's clothes and I, for example, don't like their standards, um, they're expecting me to buy something for my husband. I'm not going to buy anything for my husband. And the funny thing is those that know me know that I would normally buy from my friends and family. I am that kind of person. I always go to those kind of people first before I, you know, move further out. Now, I'll make it very clear that if whatever the person sells is not, if it's too high-end for me, for example, I'm not going to buy it. Or if it's not my husband's taste or whatever the case may be, obviously, if it's not within that range of, if it doesn't tick those boxes, then it's not for us. But the point is, if, like, if it is with the, if it ticks all the boxes and I'm not buying, there's obviously a reason. And to be honest, some people are just not ready for that constructive criticism. So sometimes you find that people are resenting, okay, but they're not ready to put in the work to make the change. And this is the issue that I have. So you find that maybe, you know, they're not sewing properly and, you know, and I'm just using that as an example. That's not a real example, but like, let's say the work isn't done properly. If you look at the inner scene, it's really badly done. It looks like something that's somebody in sewing school's been doing, for example, or let's say a cooking service and the food smells spoiled, for example, but they're telling you they're getting the freshest produce. So I know that there's just their ethical standards are poor. Um, and you've asked specifically for certain things and you, you just didn't get them and they're collecting or rather you've, you know, because you've hung around them long enough, you know that, you know, you've seen the orders that they're getting and you see the order sheet and the person specifically said, I want... I don't know, real butter and I want this and that high-end stuff. And they're like, oh, because this is high-end, that means that I'm going to have to charge you, I don't know, 50 euro more or whatever. And because of that, they'll charge them more, but they're not actually delivering on that. And they'll take the money, but they'll not deliver. And for me, there's just no ethics. When I see the back end like that, and I know that that person doesn't have standards, procedures and processes and their ethics are poor, I'm not going to, I'm just not going to buy from that person. Like for me, I believe in standards and I believe that people should have ethics in doing things. If I'm buying from you and you're supposed to be my friend, I hold people close to me to a higher standard. You know, those that are out there, I can't see you. I don't know you. So I can't 
you know, I don't know what's going on over there, but if you're supposed to be closer to me, then I just, I just can't abide by it. You know, when you see something, you know, you have, you know, you have, they have to do better, you know, that's just how it goes for me. So in that situation, and then those kind of people tell me, can you repost on your social media? I, unfortunately I can't, like I just can't. And that's when it becomes a situation, you see, where I say, I'm so sorry, it, me reposting means that I validate this information. And I cannot validate it because I don't agree that this is this. Why? And then I'm going to have to say it. So I'll just say, look, I can't. Or I'll just ignore it. And I just, I'd rather avoid because I'm just one of those people. I know that if I say it, I'll be blunt. And it's just not going to go down well, you see. It just is what it is, unfortunately. But I'm doing my best to speak, try and be more diplomatic in my conversations. But it takes time. It takes time. But we'll get there eventually. So yes. Um, for me, it's so important that work ethic is correct. People are just, their professionalism, their work ethic, everything, their processes and procedures. It just has to be spot on. Like I'm really critical about things like that when it comes to business. And I know things mess up, customer service, all those kind of little bits and bobs, I can forgive. But like if you're selling a product, I don't want a situation where I don't like something and I can't speak about it. I need to be able to know that I can come to you and say, listen, I'm not happy with this. Yeah, I should be able to be comfortable to say that because I would if I had an issue with an Amazon product, I'm returning it. But I don't want to feel uncomfortable to return something to a friend. So some people have issues with those barriers as well, which is why they would rather just not even buy from a friend. They'd rather just give money to a friend than even buy an like a product from a friend and that's how it goes to be honest or they just buy a product and gift it to somebody else again then actually buy and use and have something bad to say about it the last part about why friends and family don't support you i think this needs just to be said just to be said okay is that sometimes even though we think yes there are some points valid points i've mentioned you know yes sometimes it's us sometimes it's them but really ultimately let's look at it yes some people can have stuff going on but also sometimes you've got to look at it holistically and be like well maybe they just don't like me so why would they even support me i'll be very honest with you some people already have resentments already some people despise you some people definitely just don't like you and are just counting the days to your downfall it happens honestly and truthfully people there are people like that out there but i can't live my life like that i just have to keep on keeping on and i really titled this podcast episode like this because i know that some people when things happen they get a bit like but why and i just want you to know that it could be many things okay it really could be a number of things that that can happen but what i need you to remember a few more things okay first of all source your target market outside of your friends and family because for as long as you focus your target market your customers on your friends and family they will forever disappoint you try and have your unique client be somebody that's not your family member let it be people that's you know a a unique client that is somebody else okay and focus on that so if your friends and family don't support you it's not the end of the world honestly if they support you great it's just a cherry on top okay it is what it is then secondly work towards consistency and growth okay i know that sometimes things happen when we're you know doing service when we're doing product 
And this is why we're trying to limit the amount of things that can cause people not to support us, whether it's family or friends or even customers as a whole, because no matter who it is, we just want good feedback overall. And so we want as much constructive criticism, but we also want to work on it so that we have as much quality service and products that we provide. And that way we're as consistent in what we give our customers and then we can continue to grow. And eventually somebody out there will, you'll see later on, somebody will be like, oh, I really like this product. It's la 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 and it's made by Lolly. Oh my God, did you say Lolly? Oh, I know Lolly. Isn't she blah, blah, blah? Oh my God, I went to school with her. That's how it honestly goes. And before you know it, they'll be telling people stories about you and you're like, do you remember that time when I told you about this product and you were like, oh, I didn't, mm, uh. they'll forget all that time. They'll only remember when somebody else outside tells them about it. I can guarantee you. There's an old saying, the saying goes, a prophet is not respected in his own village. Basically, familiarity breeds contempt. And that is what it is. That's basically what it is. And honestly, sometimes there's just no bad intention. It's just human behavior. People are going through what they are going through. And no one really owes you anything. Same way you don't owe anyone anything either. What I'll say is this. Let's just try and focus on the wonderful things you're creating and the reasons that you're creating. You know, we all want to make money. It really can't be all about that, can it? Otherwise, we'll become lost and embittered and lose sight of the joy of when someone genuinely enjoys our product and services. Let's just remember that constructive criticism is key and can be hard to take, especially from those closest to us. Some mean well, I always ask myself where their advice is coming from, and I haven't always been the most graceful with this approach in the past, but you know, we live and we learn. You don't know what anyone else is going through right now, and everyone is putting up a brave face, from the person who has cancer, to the mom struggling with her car and her children, to the family who are struggling to pay their bills, to those who have children with learning difficulties. Everyone has worry that is stressing them. So let's just try and live in each other's shoes sometimes and just know that it feels like everyone isn't supporting us. Well, everyone's just trying to live their lives, to be honest. So one thing that has helped me be more present with perspectives and other people's perspectives and try not to make assumptions. It's a little tiny book and it's been so helpful and powerful. It's called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, which I'll leave a link in the description for you. So I hope you enjoy it. So I just wanted to say a big thank you to Oluwakemi Anifuoshi who left me a lovely voice note on the Anchor app after listening to the episode on the importance of unpacking emotional baggage in a relationship. I'm just going to play for you the voice note that she left, which was really touching for me because it's really nice to know that some of you are actually enjoying the episodes and are finding them helpful. So here it is. And if anyone would like to leave me any voice notes, please feel free to do so. I'll be happy to add them in the episodes. Thank you. Hey, Lolly. Good day. I listened to your most recent podcast and it was amazing. It was very, very, very amazing. Thank you so much for enlightening us. Thank you so much for teaching us 
I love it so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. Um, if you found any of the information helpful in any way, please don't forget to rate the episode. Please subscribe to the podcast and please share with anyone you think might enjoy the episode or the podcast. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is lollies with an S at the end dot secrets with an S at the end as well. And there will be information in the show notes as well for you to have a look at. Thank you so much for listening and take care. Ciao.